0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's your boy, Gaetano. I've been working with Cognizant now for at least, uh, I would say, six months. And in this process of doing content collaborations, we occasionally stumble upon great guests to bring on the podcast. And today, we have a phenomenal guest who does content marketing at Hrefs SQ. Welcome to the show, brother.
1: Hey, nice to be here.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, um, man. I, you know, I've uh, read a lot of the things that you've written and produced for HRFs. It's always been really top-notch stuff. Obviously, you know, we're fans of HRFs and the things you guys do. But uh, particularly, um, I've read a lot of the things that you've written and produced, and it's been really solid. Um, and then you've uh, actually shared some of the recent uh, Cognizm content and some of the HRFs newsletters. So that was super cool to see, and I think that's kind of what led us. Uh, to this conversation, which we're going to talk about uh, product-led slash Bofu content. So um, anyway, thanks for doing all that, and uh, thanks for making time for us.
1: No, no problem. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I'm really excited to be here, to be honest.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, anyway, I mean, today's topic is something that you guys do better than most companies. I think uh, when most marketers think about product-led content, I think Ahrefs is at the top of the list, very high on the list of examples to to borrow from and to admire. So anyway, since you guys are so good at doing this, uh, it only made sense to bring you on the show. And therefore, I think we should start with um, why do you think product-led content is crucial for for modern-day marketing?
1: Okay, so why do I think product-led content is crucial? Maybe it would be easier if I go back to like my the early days in my career. So I was at uh, Referral Candy, which is another SaaS company based in Singapore. And the company got most of its leads and customers through content marketing. However, uh, maybe it was the, the time period that we were in. But uh, in that time, a lot of the content marketing was done at the uh, very top of the funnel. like. Uh, companies were covering like, a con like, uh, at least for can Candy we were c- covering topics about entrepreneurship, business, uh, even like uh, startup failure stories and stuff like that. And uh, n- most of it had like nothing to do uh, with the product itself. So like, but we were attracting a lot of uh, top of the funnel traffic. So I think at a point of time, the, the logic was that if you had, had enough top of the funnel traffic, uh, some of it will funnel downwards towards your uh, your product and some of them will sign up for your business and stuff like that uh, for your product. Uh, but the thing is, I mean, uh, at the time I was just wondering, like anybody who's reading any of this content, would they even know what uh, Referral Candy was doing, right? Like, like we were a referral program SaaS company and we targeted e-commerce stores and like there were so many of these companies I mean, so many of these people reading that probably weren't fitting the, the category of uh, people we sell to. So I wasn't really sure like uh, like how we were like uh, getting like the leads and stuff like that uh, until I I uh, took a course from Tim Solo, who is my current boss at HRS, and it was when he switched me to product-led content because basically like the entire Ahrefs content strategy is based on product-led content. It is based on like content marketers. Deeply understanding what a product does, the features, the use cases, and how to incorporate it into content uh, without selling and stuff like that. So, basically, like uh, this this is getting a bit long winded but like, if you think about it, like from a HRS point of view, like every piece of content that we produce uh, does double duty, right? Not only does it attract search traffic is kind of like a sales page. Uh, for the product itself. So people reading the, the content understand how to solve their problem and understand how our product fit into uh, solving that problem. Whereas like in my previous job, referral candy, like, okay, this is just a piece of content, I'm going to read it, uh, I may not even sign up for your newsletter or like an email list or anything, take a trial because like it has nothing to do with my company or what, I, what I'm doing in real life, and then they just leave. And that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, great example. Um, this is obviously a huge problem in B2B marketing. Um, maybe not just B2B, but a lot of content marketing in general, you see all these companies stretching and reaching so far, you know, and a lot of the stuff that you read has nothing to do with the company or the product or the service. You wouldn't even be able to tell from reading these pieces, what the company actually does, what they're about unless you were to look into the navigation bar and see the products or menu, you know, drop down menu, right? Then you can probably figure it out. But there's very little to zero mention of the product or the service itself uh, within the content that they produce. So I'm glad that you guys actually are you know, taking a stance against that at Ahrefs. Even for things that are seemingly top of funnel, you guys do a great job of weaving and blending the product use case and value um, into the pieces which I think is great. And we should probably get into some examples because probably people listening are wondering, all right, well, I've heard a lot about this product-led content now. Um, what are some examples that you've seen that work really well? Maybe you can share some of the best examples of how this is done at Ahrefs. I mean, I know you guys do a lot of different types of content. You do list, you do comparison, X versus Y. You do think, I, I read one SEO versus PPC, which one should you use and for what use cases and blah, blah, blah. Um, there, there's a lot of that kind of stuff, but what are some of the best examples that you've seen and what, what do you think works well today for product led content?
1: Okay. So I'm going to be really biased. And my favorite example is my own company, Ahrefs, uh, because I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't say we pioneered the concept, but I, I believe that we are a great example of how to do product led content. Maybe this is going a little uh, too deep, but like how we do product like content is really like firstly like deeply understanding the product right and the use cases and everything because again uh, when i was at referral candy uh, we were selling to e-commerce stores and i didn't own an e-commerce store so i didn't know much about the product to be honest like we were so focused on top of the funnel stuff so like when we were when i was at H S, we dog food our own product and so each content marketer knows how to do this very well and uh so like how we create product like content at Ahrefs is really a matter of strategizing, uh, understanding like the problems, the jobs to be done that our customers need our product for and then like uh, strategizing during uh, the outlining and drafting process or how to insert the product into this. Uh, and mostly what we do is, of course, cover SEO topics, which makes it very easy for us to insert our product, but we also cover like a little top of the funnel marketing uh, related topics, uh, which also uh, kind of allows us to insert a into the conversation, but it has to be done smartly. So it, it, it's, a little, it's a little hard to like say how we do it like this, but like, yeah. And another example that I really like uh, is Zapier. I believe that's how you pronounce the company name Zapier. So like, uh, I think Zapier is a company that allows uh, marketers and other professionals like us to connect different apps together. And like Zapier has, uh, I mean, it is not intuitive that uh, Zapier could write a, a content like us to just sell the problem. Because I think when Zapier first started, there wasn't really a problem per se for them. So what they did very smartly was to write a lot of lists about the best uh, productivity apps, best blah, blah apps, best this app, that app. And then in the uh, content creation process, they actually like very uh, creatively integrated like, like how you could connect these apps together using Zapier. Yeah, so like that, I think that is another example of product-led content because like it, it talks about Uh, how to use their product within uh, another uh, topic that that may on the surface not be related to what they do yep and final yep oh this is b2b right
0: yeah it, it could be it could be b2c as well but i love the zapier example you know i've even seen some of their creative advertising on linkedin do a good job of kind of surprising you. Like you see something that's starting one way and then it's like, oh, and then you can use Zapier to accomplish this, you know, problem that you may be having. And it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even think of that.
1: Yeah, so, that, so for Ahrefs, it's cool. a little bit more direct, right? Like you have a link building problem. To build links, you need hrefs, right? So like it is very direct. But I think the, the thing about Zapier is that it is way more creative in a sense that they had to really find an angle to attack content uh, to, to really insert their product into the conversation and they did this very well. So it is uh, one of my favorites. And uh, I mean I know this is a B2B podcast, but if you need a B2C example, another one that I like is beard brand, even though I don't have a beard. <laughs> but like uh, I think beard brand also does it very well. They basically do quite something quite similar to what we do at Trust, which is to talk about uh, we talk about SEO related topics. They talk about beard related topics. And in the content itself, they of course uh, link back to a lot of their products, right? To maintain your beard, you know, use this beard oil or something, and uh, beard brand sells it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that that is super awesome, man. I love I love those examples. Um, you know, so much of this is like aspirational for a lot of companies because they really struggle with this. What are, what are some of the top challenges you see when it comes to implementing and creating product-led content? And, and, and why do you think um, companies uh, really can't get around that challenge? I think you, you, you hinted a little bit in the beginning, which is they maybe don't understand the jobs to be done well enough. That, that certainly is one thing. But do you think there are other common challenges around this? And how do you think companies should go about uh, going around yeah, this
1: I, I think the most common challenge is definitely marketers not knowing their customers well enough. Because at least that was my problem at Referral Candy. Like, I had like no uh, relationship with any customers. I did not know any of the problems. Uh, I did not know the jobs to be done with our product. And I didn't even know the product very well, because all we were focused on was top of the final content. And there was really no need for me to like, like really dog food our own product, basically. So I think like number one challenge for content marketers is that they really need to know the product in and out. They need to know all use cases, they need to at least dog food their own product, they need to talk to the product team. Uh, understand use cases and stuff like that and of course talk to customers understand what problems needs they have because at hrefs uh, i'm not sure if this is well known but like every marketer before they get into the marketing team have to work in customer support for at least a couple of months to like understand exactly what our customers go through when they uh, use our product so that is really helpful for creating product and content i'm not saying every company has to do it but like definitely marketers need to be way closer to their customers. Uh I guess another big challenge is really like the the writing the the strategy itself because I believe product like content is not just about content marketing it actually combines a few things that you need to do very well together. You need to have firstly great copywriting, you need to be able to uh write a piece of content that is both helpful and uh, also insert your product naturally without being over salesy without over hyping it. You need to understand uh, SEO because ultimately we the best distribution channel for content is still search engine traffic, search traffic. So you need to understand keyword research, you need to understand how to align your content with search intent. You need to understand uh, uh, EEAT and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, so you need good copywriting, you need uh, product knowledge, you need uh, SEO knowledge, you need, uh, what else do you need? Yeah, it's-
0: I think you nailed it. You, you know, you you, pro- you probably, I don't know if you guys, since you guys know SEO really well and you know marketing really well, You probably don't need this, but on technical projects that I've worked on, we've needed technical subject matter experts to actually assist us with this process and collaborate back and forth and give us uh, the unique insights that we are not able to get on our own. Um, Do you guys have that problem at HRFs or do you guys kind of just figure that out yourselves because you all are- I mean, we
1: still- uh, regularly talk to experts especially in topics that we don't know well enough about because I mean SEO and marketing is such a like a big big industry right big niche where you can't possibly know everything. So like even within SEO itself for example, like luckily we have never gotten any penalty. So we do we do have a post about Google penalties uh, but for that we had to interview like someone like Marie Haynes who is the Google penalty expert. Yeah. And like a couple of other examples, I think I reached out to you prior, uh, as well. Like I was writing a post about marketing ideas. And of course, like I needed like creative marketing ideas from every other marketer out there. So like, you know, I had to reach out to like many marketers, including yourself to get ideas.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Like the Google penalty example, Um, is like a a unique kind of rare thing, right? Like there aren't a lot of people who deal with that and writing about it without actually experiencing it would be tough. I think it's super cool that you guys also uh, require new team members to be on chat support and deal with the kinds of problems that uh, customers are regularly going through. That's an awesome way to ramp up product knowledge, customer knowledge, and just become overall much better at your job uh, I already did know that, but I don't think a lot of people do know that. So it's cool to just point that out. Um, all right. Well, you know, I think this has been a super interesting conversation. A lot of fascinating insights, really. Um, I don't think the concept of product led content has actually spread far enough yet, um, especially in B2B marketing. In fact, it, for many, many, many years, it was the opposite. Uh, people were actually saying that you should not uh, talk about your product within content because it can be perceived as too salesy, which I'm sure you've heard that argument before, but we all, we all know that, you know, it, it comes down to finesse and the delivery and the way that you work that value of the service into the content in a tasteful, useful manner, not a thinly veiled, uh, product pitch, um, with with limited can i add something helpful thing content
1: yeah so i i think it also comes down to a certain level of confidence in the marketing slash product team we are for the product itself uh because like at hrefs at least all of us in a marketing team do believe that we have one of the best products in the market at for our industry which is why we uh how do i say we dare to like pitch our product within the content because i I think many years ago, I read this book by Jay Abraham. I can't remember the exact title right now. I think it's how to get everything out of uh, everything you got or something like that. I'm blanking on the name, but like uh, within it, he said something like you must be so confident that if you do not mention your product or you do not sell your product, you're actually doing your customer a disservice. Yeah, because like. Like, for example, if we are at Ahrefs. If you want to do keyword research, you want to do link building, you need our product. And if we do not tell you that you need our product, we are actually doing you a disservice by not telling you that. So, like, it is the kind of mindset change that you need to have as well, like, for, as a content marketer.
0: Oh, wow. That, that, that's huge. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, most, I, I can tell you most marketers don't have that confidence. They don't think of it that way. Um, and I think having uh, a product you can really stand by and, and get behind is, is huge in making that difference. So I'm really glad you pointed it out. All right, SQ, we're at the end. Let's do some, some rapid fire. It's just going to be three quick questions and, uh, you know, whatever comes top of mind first, just go ahead and blurt it out. <laughs> so the, the, the first right. one is what would you tell marketers to stop doing if it was one thing to stop doing what would you tell marketers to stop doing
1: i mean i think there there are a lot of things but well like despite the fact that i'm uh trying to rank articles in google i think one thing i would tell content marketers and seo to stop doing is to stop trying to play the google game so hard that you forget quality because i think at this point like everyone agrees that Google search results are bad, and I'm not sure who's at fault. <laughs> is it Google or is it SEOs? Uh, and I asked that question recently on Twitter. Uh, but the thing is, I, I like I can see a lot of marketers. They are just so focused on like a Surfer SEO score or some kind of content optimization tool score that they completely forget that they are here to serve users. They are here to like sell their product to users and stuff like that and not just like play the Google game rank and you know call it a day.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you can you can use AI content tools now to get a perfect score in surfer and it can still be terrible because it's just going to be incoherent rambling with no value, right? Um so I, t- I totally agree with that point and I love uh that advice to to just stop following the advice of uh Uh, tools and plugins to to hit like a perfect score and then think you did a good job. (laughs) So that's a really good one. The next question is, what is one thing that you would tell marketers to start
1: doing? Well, based on our conversation, you know, start doing product-led content. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I mean, like, even today, I'm I'm still seeing a lot of content marketers, they are, like, just doing, they're trying to do, like, journalism-style content. Like, I mean, I'm not not saying that's wrong, but they're trying too hard to be, like, intercom in the past. You know, like, uh, hiring, like, journalists and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I think that is important in uh, maybe getting links and stuff. But, you know, ultimately, I still do believe that No matter what the future of search is the best distribution for content is still search engines at least for now so you will want to uh i'm sorry this sounds like i'm contradicting what i said earlier but you know you want to be able to rank your content in search but also like uh, sell your product to product like content but also not ruin like the SERPs through with bad content like you really need to find the right way to do everything like and which is difficult, which is why most companies they they just resort back to like the same old tofu stuff, you know.
0: Yeah, I yeah. I completely agree with that, man. Um, it, nothing nothing more cringe than when you search for something in Google mm. and you just look down the list and it's like all copycat, carbon copy, one after the other. There's there's got to be a way, hopefully in the in the near future, that Google kind of circumvents some of that. And I think that's why you, you you've seen the of course the rise of plus Reddit. At the end of queries, so that you can go to Reddit and see <laughs> the answer instead of uh, you know quote unquote SEO content, <laughs> right? Um, and then here's the here's the the final the final question of the day. We said, what is one thing you would tell marketers to start doing? What is one thing you would tell marketers to stop doing? And finally, it's what is the one thing that you would tell marketers that they can confidently continue?
1: doing well if you're focused on creating great content please continue doing it because we need you.
0: <laughs> i agree
1: <laughs> we need you like yeah like we really need you because like like everyone's just trying to play the algorithm game right not just on google but like today we see it on Twi- twitter as well like every every like fred boy is like 99 percent of people don't know this
0: I hate that line 99% of people use LinkedIn, but they're using it wrong. Ah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So like if you are, if you are, if your entire brand, your entire strategy is focused on creating high quality content that is unique, focused on experience, uh, standing up from the rest, please continue doing it because we need to like, like, as AI content floods the web, like, this is one of the best ways you can stand out, right? Because like, everyone is going to sound the same, look the same, use the same hook, it's the same intro, cover the same points. Yeah, so we need, we need people like that. We need content yeah, I, like
0: that. I, I agree, man. Uh, you know, instead of chasing the algorithm, uh, s- stick to experience and um, real real world-based example driven content. I think that is always going to win at the end of the day. You know, there's this concept uh, that I heard Mike King uh, talking about, which I really like, which is called information gain. Meaning that what what you need to do to actually stand out now is um, look at all the results. And I mean, this is kind of classic SEO work, but I think now it's just kind of uh, a matter of doing great content marketing is looking at all the results and finding what is missing and I, if you dig hard enough, and sometimes you don't have to even dig that hard, you'll find a lot missing. So when you look at what's missing, and then you go talk to the subject matter experts in the space, and you combine that with real world life example based um, content marketing, I think that's the way to win.
1: Yep, yep. Although like, okay, final thing, that I would really want to add to the, to the last question again, confidently doing if you're building an email list, yeah, you can continue doing that because I still believe there is the best way to reach your audience because no matter what algorithms, what new apps that uh, Meta is creating or like what changes that Elon Musk is doing to Twitter, if you have your own email list, you will be able to reach your audience anytime.
0: That is such an underrated uh, perspective today. I think a lot of companies, uh, particularly B2B, they have abused their email lists, you know, above and beyond what is acceptable and, um, you know, uh, and, and all sorts of bad practices from, um, buying lists and, uh, sending automated cold outreach to, uh, list swapping to, um, list buying and just dumping it into your marketing automation platform and start sending, you know, newsletter content to, you know, this, this also this thing that happens in B2B, which is annoying, when If a salesperson reaches out to you and you respond and you say not interested, you automatically get added to that company's marketing emails, even though you oh, cool. didn't explicitly, yeah, even though you didn't explicitly opt in, just the mere fact that you responded not interested, you just responded, sentiment excluded, you responded oh, we have to start nurturing. We have to start quote unquote nurturing, <laughs> right? And so that's how you destroy uh, a brand, right? That's how you really hurt your, your brand reputation. But I like the way you guys are doing it, which is you have the always on content machine running. It doesn't come too often. It's not annoying. It's always value driven. And uh, the only way to actually get on that email list is if you go and explicitly say, yes, I'm raising my hand. I want to be a part of this email list. I want to continue receiving the content. And to your point, you know, no matter what changes are happening in Google algorithms or Elon Musk or Twitter or this or that, you know, direct connection to your audience that you have cultivated your own, that's powerful. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks, SQ. Appreciate you joining us today. And uh, that's a wrap.